welcome to another episode of Hot Takes, the story screen podcast where we see new movies and then talk about them with each other and then people hear us do it, if they choose. Not everyone hears us, yet. Uh, my name is Robbie Anderson, I'm your host for today. Before we get into it, I want you guys know that you're listening to this, but we're not the only podcast at Story Screen. StoryScreenBeacon.com is a host of many podcasts, articles, and reviews. Uh, so go on our website and, and look up other stuff and tell your, tell your fucking friends, you piece of shit. <laughs> tell your friends. <laughs> well, but you don't have any friends. So quick to start swearing. <laughs> so, well, you know, I'm just really amped up. The other voice you hear is Diane Demiral. Hey, How you doing, D? Uh, D, you, your uh, microphone got eaten by your new cat. Oh, right. It's gone now. Yeah. So you're using your, your computer mic. So if you sound a little different I to apologize. everyone out there, that's why. Yeah. It's fine. But D, I'm really amped up and I'm saying the fuck word because I don't know if you heard, cinema has returned. <laughs> <laughs> cinema wanted vacation. It heard that uh, COVID-19 was coming. So cinema was just like, we're going to New Zealand for a bit. Back to the they movies. They have a better, better handle on this. But cinema... The, the sweet Queen Bee cinema is back. It's back, baby. Uh, we're, we're talking about a long-awaited movie today. A movie that should have came out a while ago. And then, uh, you know, the state of the world made it so I don't even remember when so. it was supposed to originally come out. I think I blocked that out of my memory. Right? It exactly. So it's, like a, it's like a brown out. It's like a vague, yeah. a vague memory. Like, I don't even, I I even want to know. Yeah. I don't even want to know when it was supposed to come out. But, uh, D... We're talking about David Lowry's beginning to Dev Patel summer. Kicking off Dev about Patel the green summer. We doing it. So green. That sweet, sweet. That sweet, sweet green night. So fresh and so yeah. green. <laughs> so fresh and so green. green. <laughs> the newest, the newest A twenty four drop. Uh, even though there's been a few already good A24 drops this year, but this is the newest, spiciest one, I would say. Uh, D, what's your, what's your hot take on the green My hot take was me likey. It was very good. Uh, it's beautiful. Color palette. Mm -hmm. It's gorgeous. Dev Patel. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Uh, Joel Edgerton. Gorgeous. Alicia Vikander, gorgeous. Gorgeous. Uh, I enjoyed it. I like a good uh, Once in a Blue Moon, a little King Arthur goodness. Um, Speaking of, trying to remember the actor's name, Sean Harris that plays King Arthur. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. (laughs) He does really raspy voice. He does raspy voice really good, where I was like, I wish I had subtitles for mostly you. For the raspy, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I don't think I know what he's saying. Yeah. And uh, Kate Dickey playing the queen, playing Guinevere. A little scarier than, I think, most versions of Guinevere, but still good. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's olden times back then. They don't have the olden same... times. They're losing The same things team. to make us look... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's accurate. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, my hot take on The Green Knight is that it slaps. It's almost anticlimactic in some ways. Sure. Because I always knew this movie was going to be good. And then I saw it, and it was great. And I was like, of course it is. Let's, moving on. Right. Um, but I did really enjoy my time watching it. I left really wanting to watch it again. I, I think say, it's really. I would like to see it again. Yeah, I think it's layers. really, like. It's got layers. It does not hand its plot to you on a silver plate, as as you may assume. But yeah, it definitely 
demands your attention, I think kind of demands rewatches. It's very ambiguous and up to interpretation at times. But, you know, I was I was watching um, Patrick H. Willems does. <clears throat> he's like a YouTuber who does film oh, essays yeah. and film critique. Yep, yep. And uh, he had a video that came out. I think it was like a few years ago at this point. But I was watching through his stuff just because, you know, I also am a film nerd. He's and good. he had a video that was just kind of about like why like King Arthur and like Arthurian stories like in cinema just like haven't been that good ah. and the reasons they're not that good and how do you make them like good so this is a few years ago and like he he didn't necessarily like present like he might have presented like a idea of like what he had but like you know it was it wasn't this um <laughs> and watching this movie i kept thinking about that video i was just like oh this is kind of like i guess how you would reinvigorate how you breathe like fresh air into some of these like old tales yeah. where i think a lot of movies will take king arthur style stories and like medieval stories and really kind of inject action or you make the kid in rocket man just be action robin hood right or you just kind of like make it sexy like i don't know whereas this movie's like i'm gonna make it an artistic dream nightmare yeah that's I, also horny yes uh and i was like i'm here for that it was also like it was a slower pace than i expected but i actually kind of understand because it's like this hero's journey. It's like this epic journey. So I kind of like that it did take some time to get to the climax. That it wasn't like immediately going to the end of what he was going for. So it's kind of cool. It's a, it's more earned. Gives you a little bit more time with Dev, which I enjoyed. Yeah. It's good stuff. And I think like, I think the, you know, the visuals of the movie kind of give you a lot to chew on. Yeah. And, you know, it's a, it's a nice thick piece of jerky to chew on that bad boy. <laughs> But the, I think like kind of the, like the core, what the movie's about is not so difficult to follow, which I think is good. I think the film's like moral is like, you know, you can spend a lot of time kind of like really analyzing the layers of it, but they, they give you the center of the onion if you've been paying attention like pretty easily where you're just like, you know, it's, it's a film about honor and it's a coming of age story and it's about how to earn your honor, which is like, you know, I think true of, of any you know classic parables like you know the you remember them for what the moral is so that's like kind of what should should shine right like what the thesis of the thing is it's meant to like impart lessons and impart morals onto the reader through its stanzas and uh you know this this movie is is oftentimes poetry in motion it's it's very cool yeah i i like how it deals with just like the you know the the night tale is always kind of dealing with chivalry and like the idea of being a man, being a knight, being like this noble character. And I like that we got to see Dev Patel's Gwen not be so noble in the beginning and just be a little bit of a bro. And he's not a knight, and he's trying to figure yeah, it he's out. Yeah, he's a bit of a he's of young. a Chad in shining armor. Totally. Yeah. So. I like that he's kind of like your drinking, whoring around kind of dude. And then he's not so immediately likable, but you know that he's trying. So it's pretty good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. I mean, I definitely did not know what to expect from this movie. And like, I remember like getting, not not to, you know, the first half of, of Hot Takes, we don't do spoilers. Right. So if you're, if you're listening to see if maybe you'd be into the movie, we will, we will, we will tiptoe around certain things go see it but but go yeah you should go see it it's really cool yeah um but uh yeah i I don't know why 
just seeing the trailers, like there was just I there was sometimes as I was watching the movie, I was like, expecting like kind of more of those like big moments. The trailer for this movie is so like bombastic. It is cool very epic. Movie. The music and yeah. yeah, and this movie is not necessarily epic. It's a little and quieter, I don't mean that sure. it's a quieter movie. It's a subtle movie. Its epicness is 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 there, but it's a lot more subtle and kind of under the surface. Um, you know, it's much more moody, brooding, and and you know. Just cool as fuck. I mean, the movie is a cool... There's, like, nothing cooler than this movie, I think. <laughs> it's like every scene in this movie, I'm like, what's cooler than this movie? Mm. Right now or ever that's ever been. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's cooler than this movie. Maybe Mandy is cooler than this movie. But only by... You know, it's it's different. I'm Apples and oranges. It, it is a little different. But just different. like, you know... Yeah. it's It's not so often you get a movie where it's like... I feel like just every frame is just dripping with, like style and being fucking cool yeah. you know and this movie's like every scene of it's just like put it in a in a frame put it in a house very yeah visually color palette the the scenery um but then there's all these awesome detailed close-ups of all the characters and yeah it's very beautiful yeah. i uh, i watched that video that you sent me this morning that was about uh david lowry talking about his inspirations for the film, and I was kind of embarrassed that I actually I haven't really seen oh, a lot of those did movies. Did it make you want to and watch ever... Bram Stoker's Dracula? Because that movie is did. fucked. I did want to yeah, watch Bram watch Stoker's that. Dracula. We watch that. It's been a while since I've seen that, and that movie is a yeah. spectacle. And plus, I would love. Gary I mean, the scenes they chef's kiss it's good it's mamma mia i want i want it yeah. so fucking bad it's sort of like a weird music video it's beautiful and it's right. like laughable at some parts keanu's in it winona they got keanu it's in got it? keanu in it. it's got winona rider in it like some of it you're like oh this isn't good then you're like this is awesome <laughs> yeah i uh i've wanted to like that's been like a movie where i just feel like i don't hear a ton of people talk about it so i'm like i want to see it's it it's been a while but yeah you know, it's not really like on my necessarily need to watch list. But then I watched that video you sent me, and yeah. I was just like, and especially the the imagery from the movie that oh, they yeah. chose to show in that video, I was just like, oh, this movie's like this. Yeah, I want to see that. But I'm also like, I'm such a little fuck where I haven't seen um, Dark Crystal oh. or um, uh, Willow. Well, those are movies I grew up watching a lot. I mm, watched Dark Crystal, should, even yeah. though it gave me nightmares, and I watched <clears throat> Willow. And Willow maybe hasn't aged as well as Dark Crystal. Sure. But it's still enjoyable. It's got some sweet, like to sweet Val Kilmer in it. And I, I can put on my sepia tone yeah, glasses and fun. watch. Uh, but Dark like Crystal, especially you who likes animation, who likes Muppets and Puppets, I would check that out. And then, uh, you know listener if you like dark crystal i wrote like a deep dive article about dark crystal that's on our, check it that's out on our website so and it's all, all about the process of making that crazy movie i haven't watched the new netflix series yet and i need to i've i've heard it's good i've heard it's, I've heard good. it's really good yeah, yeah and it looks good like it doesn't look like too much cgi it looks like a lot no of, it like, looks like actual puppetry. puppets so i was like oh i need to watch that yeah i i was intrigued when I saw the trailers for that, I was just like, oh, fuck, I should, I should watch Dark Crystal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this movie is, is just really cool. It's just really cool. I can say that just forever now. <laughs> it's just really, cool, it's cool, just cool. really cool. Cool, 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 cool. Um, yeah, I thought the score was good. You know, I was a little bummed that the spoilers, 
the song that's in the trailer for the movie. Oh, the trailer's so it's good. It's not in the movie. And I was like, man, that song is banger. It's really good. Uh, the the score for this movie is good. It is good. It is It, it serves its purpose well. But I, I was missing out on like the... There's the one scene in the trailer when he's like walking up the mountain and there's like all the, the giants. Yeah. And it's like, wah, wah. I also I like, thought there would be more of that. But we'll talk in There is, yeah. Time. Yeah. I, that's, and like, again, like, I don't, I agree with you and I don't think either of us mean it as like a disappointment. It's just more of just like, oh, I'm surprised. So I'm looking up the This composer. was not in there. His name is Daniel Hart, H A R T. And he was the composer for a ghost story, and I did like that score. Okay. And David Lowry also directed Ghost Story, did he not? I, I think it says he's the editor. Oh, uh, okay. He, yes, you're right. He, I was trying to see what he else. He did Pete's Dragon. I always get yeah, that confused. I haven't seen Pete's with Dragon. <laughs> um, he also did Anthem, Anthem Body Saints, which is good, which is another okay. uh, Rooney Mara, Casey Affleck joint. So that's interesting. Weird. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, but yeah, it says he was the editor for a ghost story, and that oh no, he did direct it too. That's weird that IMDb and lists him as editor first. He did direct Ghost Story. He did direct it. Yeah. So he's yes. He's directed a couple yes. of movies with Casey Affleck and Rooney Mara. Interesting. And he wrote Ghost Story. Cool. I I enjoyed. I haven't that seen Ghost Story. I haven't seen it. Listener, check it out, man. Will Ghost Story make me cry? Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, it made me well. cry. I mean, I can't definitely say it'll make you cry, but I feel like there's a good chance. I feel like I have a good a good read on your cryometer at this point. It's uh, it's every day, every night. Cool. Lately, so yeah. It's so what? I- <laughs> yeah. It's very beautiful. It's it's a good movie. It's worth watching. That is also oh, sort of it. a slow burn. Yeah, it's not. Oh, okay. It's not like a shitload of action. But it's good. Yeah, I'd, I'd imagine. I remember seeing the trailers and stuff and being like, this looks like it's going to be saying it. Yeah. Yep. And now we don't see Casey Affleck anymore. No, which, you know. Good riddance. He's a good actor, <laughs> but then I'm still like, ah. And yeah. There's a lot of yeah. people out there, so. Unfortunately, that is true. Jimmy Franco. Don't need him anymore. No, he's gone. That's cool. See ya. What are you going to do? Franco shall inherit the earth. <laughs> your, th- your throne, hopefully, unless you know, he turns out I, like a piece I, of shit, too. I hope he he knows better. I hope. I hope. Well, who knows? <laughs> yeah. I also hope. But yeah, uh, getting uh, back to Dev. <laughs> Dev, oh my god, my the sweet baby boy. It truly <laughs> is his summer. Uh, shout out to uh, superyaki.com oh, yeah. where uh, D and I, we were wearing our De- Dev Patel summer shirts because uh, it was the day we were celebrating. Did you see? They um, liked it on Twitter. They liked it, and did they retweet us too? Or I no? think they made a comment about something. They th- they said they did us. make a comment because I was I said uh, I was like, what the fuck did I say? I was just like, we will we'll do anything for summer and Dev, <laughs> <laughs> which is true. I would. Uh, Dev's hair in this movie is what I want to look like one day, but. I want his mustache. Oh, he does have a good mustache. Yeah. My mustache, you know, I create the illusion of it being okay because I shaved my beard, but it is weak. I feel like there are in s- general there are serums or or lotions for that. Eli- elixirs. Elixirs. Yeah. <laughs> I can. Uh, I'm not trying to put. I'm not trying to put a elixir on my lotions upper lip. Lotions and right? potions. They have them for eyebrows. I know they have them for beards. 
I'll just make a I'll just make a wish on my my Dev Patel shrine, yeah. and hopefully he will gift me yeah. his his mustache. Uh, yeah, he is the most handsome boy. Uh, it was cool seeing him in this role, and uh, you know, just just so it's a again, it's it's there's not a lot of talking in the movie. It's it's so much more communicated through cinematic language and body movement yeah. and despite there being a lot of close-ups there is not a lot of like speaking um which is really cool and like i i don't think i left the movie being like for as ambiguous as the movie is i didn't leave being like what's going on right you know like i i it's knew what was happening so well communicated yeah you you basically yes. know what's going on i like that in that video with david lowry that he did for alamo draft house that he references that um that like silent joan of arc movie which, Where it's all close-ups. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, that looks awesome. I want to watch that. <laughs> that does look cool. Yeah. It's also weird because that's a silent movie where it was like, oh, it doesn't need a score. I'm right. like, so... Just had to hear my tinnitus the entire fucking time uh, watching this shit? Yes. <laughs> Great. Or I'll put on a it fan. it could be like choose your own adventure <laughs> score where you decide what music you're going to play. Yeah, there was a... You are at my birthday shebang a few years ago where i was just playing the raid and ah. having different vinyls on and that was a good time nice so maybe i'll play that movie next time and put on whatever the fuck i want i don't know <laughs> we'll see yeah but yeah you're um, right there's a lot of close-ups and there was a lot of like intense glances <laughs> yeah very intense glances for sure yeah. um there's also like a lot of really good um it, it's a thing you don't see like a ton in movies but like title card work I love like good like font and titles like superimposed on screen to kind of like be chapter breaks. Yeah, the chapter breaks. Kind of like kind of helped uh made make the movie kind of feel broken up and stanza-ish, kind of like its right. original format, I think. And I think by having like that type of just visuals in there is really interesting and kind of like, you know, it it's almost like giving you like a riddle and you're like, what's the mood of this riddle as you're watching the movie, which I think is really cool. Yeah, because um, I've never read the original. I've read a bunch of other King Arthur stories and like different versions of King Arthur stories. So not necessarily in like crazy old English. Yeah. Like I think in high school we read some of Canterbury Tales, which is in old English, but they have like a, a breakdown of what stuff means when certain words are not so obvious. Um, I uh, I read the Green Knight like wikipedia synopsis of the, of the Which is, poem and i was just like i'm glad i didn't do that before because yeah it's a little different it's in it's a little different but it's also a little the same yeah there's stuff in there where i was just like oh that would have been a spoiler right for me. so i looked at that as well and that coupled with like some of the other king arthur stories i've read over the years it's kind of a mix of a couple things and yeah i'm curious to hear what some of the other ones are yeah they they definitely change a few things in this when we start talking spoilers some some characters do certain things that you know even just from the wikipedia of summary of the story you're like oh okay it's a different character that has these powers or does these certain things but i, I thought right. it was interesting that some of the choices they make where they kind of combine certain characters. And that makes sense in a movie or TV setting for sure. Cause you have so much more time in a book to build out characters and family trees and all this stuff. Um, but it's interesting. I was talking to Mike about it a little bit last night. He was kind of like telling me more about having read a bunch of that stuff when he was younger in high school and college. Okay. And then how it was interesting to like 
have that as background knowledge, but then see it on film and how it kind of deals with like manhood being a manly man and like, you know, eroticism and homoeroticism and all the different things like subtext of stuff, like where some things are much more obvious in a book. And then when on film, maybe they tone it down or they change it to make it a little more normy. Um, So this was good. This was interesting. I definitely enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, this movie deals with some of those things. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. uh, it also, like, it does not... Uh, it, I like that it's, it's less about, like, manliness and manhood and more about honor, yeah. which I think is just something that, like, the era of toxic masculinity has just kind of misconstrued as honor means, like, being manly, which is like, well, that's not what that's that means. Honor means true, yeah. Like, just no, being a yeah. good person, yeah. Being a good person and, right and being... Yeah, and being brave in the face of, you know, obstacles totally. and making the right choice. And, like, that's, you know, that's honor. And uh, I, I read a good tweet today that was kind of talking about, like, the movie's very focused on, like, what could happen if you make, like, a single mistake and, like, the dwelling you can do on something like that. And I think that's a very interesting take. And I think it's kind of like an apt synopsis of, like, one of the many theses working in the in the film, you know? Yeah. I also feel like like that concept to me really hit home when I was a lot younger. Like when I was in like my early 20s, I would get fixated on, well, what if I had just done X instead of Y and maybe this would have turned out totally different to my right. favor or whatever, you know, but... I still I still do that. I get I do that at times, a, but I think as you get older, yeah. you get a little bit more like at peace with that stuff just happens and you can't you can't go back so i guess i keep moving forward (laughs) i guess to a certain extent it's good that this like you know kind of movie i think deals with it from like a younger perspective or like you know knighthood right also using it in that sense or using it as like a vessel for for that i mean like you know for me i i i still get it's definitely better the older i get but i still deal with like some level of like just like choice paralysis and thinking about like decisions i can get locked into i'm like is this the right thing for me forever or like you know what like those are the kind of things i think about where it's like how does you know i don't want to be 10 years in the future and then look back and be like i should have made a change you know and those i think that's like the more existential questions like that really weigh heavy on me yeah now the older i get where it's it's less of like the little things where i'm like i should do i have choice paralysis from these things yeah which like seemed like a big deal, but the older I get, I'm just like, man, I really got to make a decision, and I don't fucking know. <laughs> I, I feel I more okay know. with that, with like you weighing your options and considering your choices before. Like to me, that that's good. That's a but... better and more thoughtful process than just like making choices and then later on like not being but able you... to focus on anything else, just being like, I made a mistake, and I wish I could go back, like. That's but do you feel ever trapped in the <laughs> do you feel ever trapped in like the weighing process like, uh when it comes to like big decisions hell yeah and i think that's yeah. completely normal i because I, I think i'll do. i'll be like stuck in like a in like a, a brain palace loop with ah. big decisions and then it's like then it's like a month later and it's just like you know you really should have uh done something well, <laughs> and, you know yeah, like, like i mean there's lots of ways to deal with stuff like that talking to other people getting a you know yeah. Making your quasi 
cheesy at times, but helpful pro and con pro list. Pro-con. Yeah, and being like, which true. one is the heavy, heavy hitter list? Um, and if they're not, yeah, talking it over with people, getting uh, advice or perspective from somebody who's maybe gone through something similar, you know? But it, sure, it, or going to therapy. It, it, <laughs> therapy helps, man. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm into it, but uh, I do think that that is, you know, not necessarily like a bad thing that you're like that at all. But, oh, well, but I know that I at times that. it can seem like it might slow down certain things in your life. Yeah, I think the, the fear is to waste time, especially yeah. when decisions feel crucial, yeah. right? A lot. I feel like with COVID, so many of us have just ended up with so much more time to think about things because we've been forced to just like be home. Yeah. And I'm hopeful that that has helped a lot of people, but I know that definitely sometimes no. Sometimes not. <laughs> I definitely came out of I definitely came out of pandemic part one because the sequel surely will come. Yeah, the reckoning. Can't wait. Yeah, can't wait. Who will they cast as older Robbie during during COVID oh, <laughs> in the future? How will his facial Who knows? hair look? <laughs> yeah, will his mustache be good? Yeah. Um, but uh, I got lost. I I made that joke and thought it was really funny. Now I don't know what I was gonna say. <laughs> Sorry. I got lost in my in my own sauce. In our existential mind palace. <laughs> yeah, and that's and you know to, the, the Green Knight. I think is uh, is a movie that is ripe for that type of existentialism. You know, because there's so I, I think that's like that's so much of what I like about the movie is that the imagery is so cool, but yeah. it's just like, but what is it saying for this like scene? It's so it's not gut and dry at all. No, you know? that's true. And I'm sure there are smarter people out there, really, really smart people who just fucking get it. Like, I know, I mean, know exactly what this dumb movie is about, you fools. Well, I always feel I like the it. best movies are the ones that are open to more interpretations than just one, right? So we yeah. already know just from watching that little short video that he's referencing like four or five movies that he grew up loving. Plus he's referencing True. all these like thousands Elder tales. of years old yeah. tales written in <laughs> True. you know not straightforward um like lost in translation only a few copies on whatever you know transcribed. yeah and i think sometimes i think sometimes artists i think a lot of the times artists create art so it can be like they don't have the answers themselves yeah. like they create something that is complex and can be, it's like, you know, it captures how they feel in the moment as they're making it, yeah, you're but it should it be open to interpretation. It's, it's for the, the mass to kind of interpret as they right. will. The process you know? should be part of it, you know? And, and for this yeah. movie, it is kind of like that. The journey is his process. It's like his process to honor, just getting older, thinking about things that he hasn't thought about, you know? Yeah. Um, like all these people that he meets that affect him. And how he reacts to those people in those situations. So yeah, yeah. And like all that stuff is like pretty classic, like quest yeah. stuff. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. you go on a quest. You're trying to get some honor, some deli- some mm, delicious honor. <laughs> trying to get some of that, meet and you're on. And then you know, it's meet some people. You meet some creatures. <laughs> you meet some people who maybe you shouldn't trust. Right. You meet some people who are magic, I guess. Magic. And you meet some people who maybe who maybe are dead. I don't know. Right. And like you do you do all that and then you and then you get to the the quest where you have to use all the things you've learned to make your ultimate decision. Exactly. And usually it's for the best. Yeah. And but this movie does all that. So it so it's very classic in its format, but it's so contemporary and modern in its execution. I think that's yeah. really kind of like what I love so much about the movie where it feels 
I th- you know, this is a, this is a quote not from me. I saw it somewhere else, but it's like a a fresh take on Arthurian legend. But it's so true. Like it, it, you know, it really is like such a it's such a modern like could really only be made now with like our current sensibilities of film type of movie but it is so classic right. in its in its format you know and that's so it feels very familiar but it feels so fresh as you're watching it and it can and it's so cool it is very cool it's so cool so like before we get into spoiler town what if spoiler. any like doesn't have to necessarily be king arthur per se but like what prior tv or movies or cartoons have you seen where it's like knights and this kind of like questy type stuff could be video games. I think like video game, you know, like uh, Legend of Zelda yeah. is, feels a lot right like on. this. Like Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time is like you know you you start your quest. It it starts off very simple. You have to collect some things, but everyone the whole game is meeting people yeah. and them sending you on littler quests. Sure. And then that's like a lot of video games where you are a character, you meet someone, and you're like, hey, can I get something? They're like, of course, but. You have to get this other thing. And right. You get the other thing. Then you get that thing, and that leads to the other person. And then you know, usually the people you're meeting are are interesting or have their own stories. Mm. And you know, that's like true of like I think tabletop games as well, or right. even D and D. Like that might be even some, but like that, yeah, you know, it it is a very like the quest is is interactable and uh, I think can be broken down very easily into modern storytelling, sure. which is cool. Yeah. You know, we're all on a quest if you want to think about totally. it that way. Yeah. Meeting interesting people who tell you to do things. I mean, I used to watch um, uh, even just Princess Bride. I used to watch that so much sure. as a kid, even till now. Um, Princess Bride is kind of similar in a lot of ways, it right? Because it's very classical yeah. feeling and has very classical like aesthetic, but it's also very modern and fresh with its like humor. Definitely. And the uh, and the way it's kind of like a a meta tale because someone's like telling it, right. you know. Um, I'm trying to think of some other good ones. Uh. Let's see. When I was growing up, me and my cousin both had Sega. So she used to always play this game called Alex. Sega. Sega. She used to play Alex Kid in Miracle World. And she was a lot better at it than me. So I would just watch her when I would die, inevitably, because I did. Yeah. Um, and yeah, ex- exactly. It was like all these little side quests that you go on to try and get to the end um, and the things that you're wrapping yeah. up. So. I, I keep thinking that there's more, like, medieval media that I consumed when I was younger, oh, but I'm yeah. really having trouble kind of thinking about it. I mean, Lord of the Rings is fucking huge, right? Definitely like, Lord of the Rings. When I was a kid, there was, yeah. like, a scary cartoon version of The Hobbit that I watched a lot. Oh, that is really scary. That's a nightmare It's kind of like the Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe one yes. that's also scary. Yes, I was really also into scary. those, um, like, the first Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe that's animated. I used to watch as a kid, and that is some scary shit. <laughs> they have vibes though that like there's nothing like them. There is nothing like, like I feel them. like I would I would watch them now and I would have such like a weird nostalgic like it's like this is really creepy yes. but it also reminds me of grade school so it kind of feels yeah. like home. Also, I was weird in grade school yeah. as everyone was, so I remember that now too. Also, like I feel like, like I would have a weird, lot of emotions you know, watching. Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe and all C.S. Lewis always has some weird commentary on Christianity, either pro or against. So it's always oh, yeah. it's always weird. The lion the lion is Jesus. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, I recently watched again a Knight's Tale with uh, Heath Ledger. I've never seen. I've never seen Big Ups to Heath. Watch that it. One. It is. It okay. just hit its 20th anniversary, and dude, it's a fun one. And it's that's a fun one too because it when it came out, it was like one of the first movies that did the like 
oh, we're in medieval times, but we're playing yeah. a modern day soundtrack mm. to this movie. And it, it's got Alan Tudyk. It just kind of works. Some, uh, beautiful, beautiful Paul Bettany. It's it's good. I, I have one. I have one that I just remembered. Uh, Page Master. Oh, I haven't seen that in a long time. I fuck with Page. For yeah. some reason, Page Master was on a lot when I was a kid because I know it's not like the most beloved well, IP out there. Yeah. It's good, but I remember I watched it so much. I I remember the scene when he like gets taken into like he's in the library and then everything's getting all like animated, cartoonified. Yeah. I remember being like, this shit. Is terrifying, yep. and as an adult, it would be my my dream, right? To, exactly. to just be sucked away into an animated adventure instead yeah. of living in this cold shell of a man. I mean, with a weak uh, mustache. Also, nightmare fuel for Diana. But I used to watch Never Ending Story a lot as a kid, and that is a never saw Never Ending Story. The first either. one they did make more with Jonathan Brandis, and although I love Jonathan Brandis, uh, R.I.P. Bud. Yeah, the first the first Never Ending Story is some scary shit, and it's like a combo. Yeah live action and puppetry it's weird it is a weird movie yeah. and it's good i i feel like uh i only saw labyrinth as an adult yeah. only a few years ago i saw labyrinth for the first time it. but i think there's like there's some level of like someone being on a quest yeah. and also i think labyrinth is like has been so open for interpretation like i was watching the movie as a grown-up and i was just like yeah this is this is weird shit. Uh, I, <laughs> it's a lot to think about here. Scary you know? Muppets are my favorite Muppets, so you should watch Dark Crystal because it's very good. I would like to watch Dark Crystal. <laughs> I tried to watch Fraggle Rock one time, uh, and I didn't grow up with Fraggle Rock. It's a little bit before my time. Maybe. I remember I was at a friend's house, yeah. and she was like, let's smoke a blunt and watch Fraggle Rock. Ah. I was like, all right. And uh, if it wasn't for my DiGiorno pizza that she also made to keep me centered, I would have, I think, had a panic attack. <laughs> I was going to suggest having an edible, but I guess you could take it or leave it because it is a weird show. Like the. Yeah, I felt, I felt weird. I felt weird watching were, like, it. Building their construction palace and the fraggles eat it. And... Yeah, and they're all just yelling because that's like how puppets talk. It's like, yeah. ah! They, <laughs> like, they do, there is a lot stop. of yelling. That's true. But uh, yeah. it's good times. Yeah, it seems like good times. You ready for spoilies? <sighs> spoilers. Spoilers. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back with spoilers. So if you haven't seen Green Knight yet, and you've made it this far, go watch it, then come back. And if you have seen Green Knight, and you made it this far, oh my god, thank you. Yeah, you did oh it. Oh my god, you did it. Thank you. We'll be right back with spoilies for the Green Knight. Hey everybody, Mike Burge, popping in here real quick to let you know about our brand new advertiser, Suncommon. These guys are absolutely great. Suncommon is one of those businesses that I am just so proud to have the StoryScreen brand associated with. They supported us through advertising last year at StoryScreen Drive-In uh, in the midst of the pandemic, and that really helped us to be able to get things started and going over there. And ever since then, they have been just a fantastic business to be partnered with in just about anything that we do. But what is SunCommon? Well, SunCommon is your local clean energy partner, and it's got over 15 years of solar experience across the Capital District, Hudson Valley, and Vermont. They are awesome. SunCommon is a certified B Corp that believes people and planet are the foundation of vibrant communities. They offer custom engineered solar installations for homes, farms, and businesses, as well as unique products like the Solar Canopy and Tesla Powerwall. They're fantastic. They're, the customer service is 
out of control good. And speaking as someone who has to deal with the customer service at Fandango all the time, these guys are above and beyond comparatively. No, you know, no low shots to Fandango here. Just like, you know, there's room for improvement. Everybody can improve. But back to Sun Common. Sun Common is a nicer duh, N-Y-S-E-R-D-A, pronounced nicer duh, gold quality solar installer, which means they exceed annual quality assurance criteria and consistently provide top tier performance. They offer affordable financing options designed to fit any individual's needs for getting that good old solar power energy installed in a business, a home, honestly, you name it, I think that they can pretty much pull it off. These guys, you know, they they can help, they, they guide customers through each step of the solar journey, which can be a kind of a hard one to really wrap your brain around if you're not too familiar with how it goes. But they're so good at helping you understand exactly what needs to happen, what can happen, and what will happen when you hire Suncommon to do these kinds of things. Suncommon makes saving money while saving the planet, the easiest home improvement decision you'll make this year, any year, whenever. So if you're ready to build a brighter future, get in touch with Suncommon today. Visit suncommon.com to learn more. That's suncommon, S-U-N-C-O-M-M-O-N.com. And you can learn more and build a brighter future starting right now. Let's get back to the episode. back with spoilies for the green knight how does one spoil art d go uh <laughs> people die um people die the, the, not that many dead no, actually right not i mean okay. no one we really seem to heavily care about dies but uh true i want to look up what's the name of our our, our favorite spaghetti eating kid i felt like that oh, was the best spoiler for me barry barry kogan oh He's just, or his character on IMDb just says scavenger. The scavenger. Uh, I really yes. enjoyed him. He was great. Not in the movie as much as I thought, but he did exactly what you hire yeah. that kid to do. You know, also, exactly what you need uh, to do. I really, no spaghetti, though. I enjoyed Aaron Kellyman, who was our, our, our potential ghost, our ghost saint. Um, yeah, she's she's been in a lot of stuff. She was uh, recently. Falcon and Winter Soldier, right? She was. And she also is in. Uh, she's in Solo. Oh. Uh, and she's underutilized in that movie about as her well. Solo. Yeah. Yeah, well, because she's wearing a helmet for most of the time. Um, she's gonna be in the new Willow TV show that they're doing, which is. Oh, they're making a Willow TV they show. They are, I think, for Disney Plus. And that checks out. I'm into it. I'll watch it. Yeah, I'm, with I Davis. With that. Give me more do it yeah but uh yeah yeah there were some good peeps in this i also I think um, spoiler town please alicia vikander she town. was great yeah i uh didn't realize that she was the other character until you said something that she was also the lady oh you didn't realize because she was so well she was just so different looking oh yeah um so, and just different and different acting. Right. So, and maybe I'm also an idiot. I don't know. I don't, you know, she, so she <laughs> played, it was interesting because based on the trailer, I thought she was going to be the same person. Like the, 
the mm-hmm. one version, one character that she plays in the beginning of the movie, you know, is a is a prostitute, is a, is a lady, but yeah. not a not a a lady, you know. But uh, and it was funny because Mike brought up the way she pronounced "lady" too. Will you make me? Oh my god, it's the best lady. You know, you lady. It's pretty great. It's the best part of the movie. That is a great <laughs> scene. Um, Mike was yes. like, it's kind of funny at first, and then devastating when you realize that she's yeah. like. Pretend, you know, she's pretending to talk for Dev, Dev Patel's character and be like, and you're going to propose to me and make me your lady. And then he's not saying anything. And you're like, oh, no, no, he's not going to do that. He, yeah. <laughs> he does not have any intentions he's of doing gonna that. He's not going to make his prostitute girlfriend his lady. Lady. Um, but they have her have short hair. And then later on when she is like, a, a, I think, a totally different character. I was wondering, yeah. you know, why cast her as both these characters? And part of it is like, so she gets to portray what she wants to be as this other character. And it's kind of mm-hmm. fucking with Dev Patel. And at first I was like, is this magic? Is it on purpose that they're making her look like someone he knows or what? Yeah, that seems super trippy in general. Because it's like, how does time work in this yeah. place? It seems to work like normal style. Yeah, so when he's um, at that, you know, manor with the Lord and the lady and they're taking care of him after he's been on the road for so long, yeah. you're like, oh, this lady who's beautiful and very seductively dressed just happens to look like my prostitute girlfriend from home. Right. Because <laughs> it's the same and, uh, actress. <laughs> And her husband also, uh, you know, they're sw- they're like they're magic swingers, yeah. you know. Which is interesting. Couple of magic swingers. I originally thought, just based on reading, not having seen any film adaptation yet, that like this whole give and take that Joel Edgerton's character does, where he's like, "I'm gonna go and I'm gonna hunt and I'm gonna bring stuff back for you." And then whatever you get during the day, you're going to give to me. And I was like, is he trying to trick him? Like, is he trying to catch his wife cheating on him? And that's what's going on. But then I I kind of knew so without having re- well, without having read anything. Yeah. The vibe I got in those scenes, like when he's sitting at the table and they're all chilling. I was like, he, excuse me. I feel I was like, they're trying to fuck. He's him. making eyes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they're trying to fuck this yeah. kid. <laughs> that's that's the vibe that I got. Yeah. And then. I felt very uh, satisfied toward the end. I was yeah, like, like they're kind of kid. like, oh, you know, it's it's sexy. I guess. The, the green knight, he's here. Yay. Oh, my God. Let's feed him. Put him to bed. <laughs> we'll take care of him. Um, yeah. Touch his forehead a million times. <laughs> so much forehead touching. Does he have a fever? Let's find out. Does he have a fever? Um, he has a fever now. Um, yeah, he does. But yeah, so having Joel Edgerton and have those undertones, that was interesting. Mike... Mike talked to me about that and how there is a lot more of that in the like actual literature. How you know the Odyssey, the Iliad, a lot of King Arthur. The queerness stuff, of it all. There is like a lot more homoeroticism that's more blatant, but then a lot of these film adaptations that were made years ago kind of sweep that yeah. part under the rug. They don't really do it. Can't have Russell Crowe kissing kissing guys. I, He's so manly. I know. But you could. You can't do it. But you should. But you. you But you should. Right. But you should. (laughs) You could and you should. But yeah. And you should. But Joel Edgerton did not disappoint. Um, I did not realize he was in this movie, and I was just like, "Hey, there he is." Yeah, I kind of felt like this was a feast of A24's cast of characters. 
Yeah, know? I agree. There was like I agree with that. Alicia Vikander. There was Spaghetti Eating Boy. There was Joel Edgerton. Spaghetti Boy. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Sean. Has Sean, Sean Harris. Harris yep. There was just there's some. Uh, Kate Dickey. She's in The Witch. She's in. Uh, she's in Game of Thrones as the the mom who breastfed her kid for way too long. Uh, yeah. Who else? There's just like kind of. I don't know. It kind of like makes sense. Like it's um, it's one of the most high profile. If not like the most like yeah. high profile like A twenty four movie, which I'm not sure if that's like by design or just like just because the hype around it just it always looked good and then it got delayed, so then it just kind of like steamrolled into the hype station always, and then and then it came out and it, and it's great, you yeah, know. I always wonder about stuff like that. Like, do you know? I have no knowledge of this kind of stuff, but like production companies like A twenty four, like, is that how it works? Is it like I'm making a movie? I've worked with so and so before. I really like them. I'm going to work with them again. But then, are they also like, oh, you need a, uh, you need somebody to be this like shysty kid? How about this guy? Yeah, I mean, you know, I wonder if they even push their own people or not really. <laughs> I mean, I I I think it's less of it's like them being their people, but like you know, if you're working for a twenty four for other films right. and you have a good repertoire with them and and you know you i think it's just like these these actors have a really good range yeah. for that for these types of movies you know like you, you cast um barry cogan as a scavenger and as like you know this person who's like really weird and like you know he's doing what he like he's good what he does he's doing his shit yeah. so it's like and like you know if you already have them in in the binder of like a24 actors it's like yeah bring them in again True. but i also think like i feel like a lot of them maybe wanted the piece of the pie just because i think this movie is a big deal. Like it has like it's, it's like a period piece. It has a I'd imagine it has like maybe a bigger budget than some of the other ones. It's pretty big you know? in scale. It's beautiful. Yeah. Landscape. And like normally like, you know, A twenty four movies like uh are smaller scale. Like I feel I like know. I feel like they usually you know, even some, like, like un- in one room or one house. Yeah. <laughs> like uncut gems I feel like probably cost some fucking money, right? right? But even then, like there's not a ton of craziness in that movie. Sure. But you never know. Yeah. You know, or like something like Zola. Like, I don't think Zola costs that much money. You know, like it, Zola takes place in a few hotels yeah. and strip clubs and, and cars, right. you know? No, that's true. But that's who knows? Point. Whereas this is like, you know, and like, I, I didn't see The Witch, but I don't think The Witch like goes to quite so many period piece locales as this it, movie. Majority you know? of it happens in one house or the woods outside yeah. the house. So yeah, you're right. It's pretty much. Sure. Yeah, definitely. And even but a, arguably even a this ghost is like story, in a ghost story happens yeah. within the same house for the most right. part. Um, yeah, it's interesting. So yeah, I don't know. This movie. I mean, the thing is, this movie also doesn't take place in too many locations itself. But the fact that it's period um, and like the costumes and everything, like, it feels like there's a little bit more money in it. But I could, I could totally be wrong. Yeah, I don't, just like I don't these know. beautiful shots of the mountains and like the the heather growing on the mountains and like yeah, I loved all of the sequences of being in the woods like that is beautiful and scary like just it feels it's hard to at times yeah (laughs) i feel like it's really hard to make scenes in the woods not feel cheesy looking sure you know i just feel like a lot of times i see movies in the woods and it feels very like it's like hard to like not make it feel like it's like uh someone in film school shooting a movie and like the woods outside their on-campus apartment you know well, I mean, like, and it can work to its benefit at, at times, too. But this movie, you know, it felt like, I think it shot a lot in Ireland. Yes. But, like, it feels so otherworldly and ancient um, everywhere they go. So, it's, I just watched it's very that movie. Um, 
I think it's also, maybe it's not A24. I can't remember if it was A24 or if it was like Neon. I watched that movie In the Earth. Did you catch that one? No, I wanted to. It seemed fucking cool. So that is all in the woods. And that, again, is like really trippy, beautiful, but also scary and more like scared of your fellow man and woman, not scared of like supernatural things. So it's like yeah. <laughs> being legit scared of real life. <laughs> kind of like, uh, you ever see uh, It Comes at Night? Yeah. It Comes at Night yeah, is that, great. That movie's so good and people didn't like it because they're idiots. I, but that's a, that's a movie that's like really capitalizes on like, yeah. it's like, it's like you're they're afraid of something kind of supernatural. And then it's like, now we're just afraid of each other. Exactly. It's kind of like you're 28 days later where it's not the zombies that are really the bad guys. It's your fellow soldier man that's supposed to protect you is the bad guy so um yeah but i loved all the sequences of yeah being in the woods the fox i loved the fox Um, love the fox yeah definitely just who do you think who do you think is the fox what do you think the fox character like was that the mom being the fox or was that like i you know i that was the who's the fox that was the assumption that i made initially i I thought based on the trailer that maybe the fox would start talking right away. And since it didn't. No, it didn't talk towards the end though. But was chilling with him like the whole time. Chilled with him the whole time and was looking out for him. And then the fact that his mom is definitely supposed to be sister of King Arthur, who's a sorcerer. um, I kind of thought that it was like her inhabiting other people other objects other characters you know because she's trying to watch out for him a little bit and yeah and so i kind of thought maybe it was her in the fox and because he kind of says to the fox at the end of the movie he's like well i didn't ask you to come you know so to me that was kind of like him talking to his mom like i didn't ask you to come along with me to protect me you know but uh yeah it's could be could be something else but i i kind of liked the idea that it was his mom and the mom yeah, is just weird. kind of like watch out for him yeah the mom is yeah i think the mom is kind of weird because you're like is she setting up this this green knight to kill her brother the king or what is she trying to do because that's that's something i didn't read when i was reading the synopsis for the original like yeah. poem is that yeah you know the mom didn't the, it seems that the mom is summoning the green knight in this movie right so and 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 for why though? So you know, you know, I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Right. So the other in a lot of like the other um, tellings of this story, it wasn't it wasn't his sister that did that. It was the actual old lady that's at the house that's like blindfolded. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be yeah. she was a sorceress, and it was her that had done it, and that she had a. Uh, potentially turned the lord of the manor into the green knight so okay. that was that was one interpretation that i had read before was that um i don't remember exactly why she had done it but yeah. it was something you know but most of the king arthur stories his sister who's like morgane or morgana she's she's his half sister so like they i forget if they have the same mom or the same dad but um there's a lot of it's like morgan lefay there's a lot of stories about like some of them are about how you know he always loves his sister 
and she's very she's like powerful healer witch whatever and then some are like paint her as a bad character who's jealous of King Arthur and is always kind of looking to undermine him or take over. Um, and I forget there's her son in a lot of the stories is not Gawain. It's a different, different kid. And Gawain is still his nephew, but not from his sister. So they kind of combined a couple of stories. They kind of squashed a few characters together, which is fine. It works out pretty well. Yeah, Makes it probably easier to follow realistically. Yeah, definitely. Um, but mm. definitely from like source material, reading other King Arthur stuff, Gawain is sort of like, he's kind of a dude, bro. Like he's, he's like you said, he's a little bit of a Chad. He's a, he's a Chad. Yeah. He's like, you know, <laughs> we, fu- we meet him in the whorehouse and he's in some of the stories I've read, he's already a knight. So he is a knight, but he's still like not the best knight. Like I just read this one. There's this, um, really good, uh, John Steinbeck book that is all these versions of king arthur stories but rewritten so that they're easier to read um yeah which is good (laughs) and uh one of them is like the the sister her her kid and i forget what her kid's name is and gawain and i feel like her her son is like ewain or something it's like similar sounding name so they're cousins Mm. and they and the sister's kid gets banished after she tries to kill King Arthur. And he decides to yeah. go on a quest with his cousin to, like, keep him safe, protect him. And so, in theory, he's a good guy. But then, like, all these little side quests start happening. And you're like, no, he's kind of he's kind of dumb. He's kind of, like, he thinks really <laughs> highly of himself. Like, he thinks he's cool mm-hmm. and good looking. And you're like the younger kid who's not quite a knight yet is actually the one who's more honorable. So I liked yeah. coming into it with that expectation where I was like, Oh, I don't know if I'm going to like this guy, but it's Dev Patel and Dev Patel is awesome. So you can't, how can you not like him? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even like, you know, even in the movie, he doesn't do too much to like make you not, not right. like him besides like, you know, him maybe doing things that are like, well, it's not the most honorable choice you could be making. Um, Except, you know, towards the end, like, towards the end of the movie when they give you the ending fake out. Right. You're just like, oh, he fucked up. And now his life sucks. Right, because it's just, like, him him coming to terms with, like, okay, maybe I'm not so honorable. Maybe I am kind of a fuck up. Or just, like, I'm, yeah. I'm scared. I'm going to take the, the, the cowardly choice. And this is all the shit that could happen because of that. Yeah. I do love... Um, what what do they name the character that's from Falcon and Winter Soldier? I forget. They like give her like Saint something or other. They call they Saint uh, Winifred or something like that. It's just Winifred in the IMDb. Okay. Yeah, I love that they. Um... That story felt like it could have been pulled from ancient yeah. folklore very easily. I um, I just love that he was like, oh, if I if I get your head out of the out of the pond, what are you gonna do for me? And she was like. Why are you asking that? Why would you Why would ever you ask, me, ask that? me that? And I'm like, that's yeah. like a slap in the face where you're like, dude, an honorable knight would just do it. You're not supposed to ask what's in it for me. It also it also just makes me think of like all video games where like, that's always the given trade. It's like, well, I'll do this for you. What are you doing for right. me? And it'd be funny. So I was just like, no, you, be nice. You, Help me out. You're supposed to be a good person. <laughs> what the? You're supposed to be hooking it yeah. up. Come on. And like, yeah. No, I thought that was great. It also was interesting that like everyone like kind of refers to him as as a knight but he he won't give himself like that title because right. he hasn't earned it which is honorable yeah. right he won't like steal that title but 
in in the fake out ending he like ultimately steals all the titles you know? yeah he becomes a knight he becomes king because king um king arthur and guinevere never have children and that's straight from all those stories they don't ever have children so right. his nephew means a lot to him in his old age um yeah but it is interesting and like that whole sequence of uh him having a baby with his you know essel the the prostitute Lady. version of alicia vikander and then them like taking the baby yeah. but leaving her i was like oh, oh my god that was so heart-wrenching to, like, i was like this beautiful sucks. white red-haired princess lady you're just like no yeah. thank you no stop stop <laughs> and then he like his son dies and like all those scenes are so cool yeah. in the way it just like happened so quickly and like the idea um, of like fighting wars and having your son die while you're still wearing this like enchanted sash that will keep you alive yeah and then like you know i always thought the, the sash i thought was interesting because it was like as long as you have your held your head held up high no harm will come to you yeah um but he wasn't really able to keep his head held up because he had to keep bowing to the green knight you know what i mean right which i thought was like kind of interesting but then he just chose i think it the the moral is like he had to get, he had to get rid of his safety blanket so he could totally. you know do this with honor and I like that so simple I like that a lot yeah. I also like the imagery of him pulling it out of his body in the the fake out ending yes. and then like losing his head totally. all that was really cool yeah when I was a kid there was this awesome Edward Gorey illustrated book of stories and one of them was this girl that wears a ribbon around her neck and like wore it since she was a kid till she like gets married and is an old lady and like everyone keeps asking her to take it off and she won't i'm having trouble hearing you oh dude. really yeah you're breaking in and out oh okay hold on now now you sound okay let me pause it for a second place some back well don't you don't have to pause oh, okay. it okay yeah you can hear me okay is the all the I can hear you okay now. I'm just going to mark that it was around like 55-ish. Gotcha. And I'll send that I'll send that to Mike. But now you sound okay. You okay? Yeah. So, all right. I'm going to clap back okay. in. You clap as well, gotcha. okay? We'll do we'll I'll I'll do a break and then a, a whatever. Five, four, three, two, one. Yeah, there's this uh, there's this Edward Gorey book that I used to really love as a kid that, you know, Edward Gorey's pretty crazy illustrations, just black and white. Um, and it was this girl with a ribbon around her neck and she wore it from like yeah. being a little kid all the way to getting married, being an adult, being old age. And then like on her deathbed finally takes the ribbon off and her head falls off. So oh. <laughs> it was like very much. So she needed it the whole yeah, time. She needed it to keep her head on, but I, you know, they don't explain why it's, it's pretty. Yeah. I like it's that. It's just like a creepy story, um, which as a kid mm. I loved, but yeah, watching, watching green Knight Dev Patel, like Gawain pull out his whatever belt sash, whatever it was. And then like his head fall off. I was like, Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I, I feel like you don't think about it immediately when his mom gives it to him but it's just like oh your mom gave you like a cheat code like you can't fucking use that yeah whereas that's not the point you know a lot of in the original story his mom didn't give it to him it was the actual it was the blind woman right no, or the was, woman with the thing the around her the house it was like the oh, one that's okay. trying to 
cheat, you know, on her husband with him the whole time. Like, oh, cheat um, or or whatever, you know, just church tr- or trade. Yeah, trade. <laughs> exactly. It was like um, the story, I think, originally is that he does stay at their house all the way up until like a day before he's supposed to meet the Green Knight. And so as he's there, she just like progressively tries to go further with him. Like it starts with like a kiss on the cheek. And then she like basically tries to give him either a ring or a necklace or something like that of hers. And he's like, no, no, no. Cause he doesn't want to have to hand that over to the other guy. And then ultimately she's the one who gives him the sash and says that it'll keep him from harm, but she shouldn't tell his husband, you know, her husband. So that's like the one time that he doesn't own up to what happened and he runs away, but that's supposed to be what saves him. Interesting. Yeah, so it's it's interesting to then make it like mystical sorcerer mom, which is cool. Too. Yeah, those. Yeah, no, I vibe with that. It is those interesting. Characters were cool. <laughs> yes, I agree. I mean, I think the coolest character in terms of visuals was the Green Knight him him fucking yeah. self. Uh, I love, I love, love, love the design of this of this person, this creature. I love everything about Ralph him from Innocent. voice to. So you haven't seen everything because he's the dad and the no the he's in that the well he has powerful eyeballs his voice is intense yeah it is wild yeah so I every time I got to see him I was like oh my god this is so fucking yeah. cool and uh, and I love like him being so tender at the end of the movie I love the way the movie ends yeah just like very tender and like off with your head and like it's so <laughs> it's so just like again like not what you'd expect especially from like a twenty four movie which usually brings about pain right you know this movie does not bring about pain it brings about like hope a little bit of redemption and then it's open-ended so we don't know if he'll be king but it doesn't really matter he's he's proved no if anything i think you know (laughs) he might become king but he'll be an honorable king right exactly you know he earned it finally ideally ideally (laughs) oh my sister just sent (sighs) me a new york times article that says dev patel starry night with a k Good, good title. Ooh, I'll read that later. I like that. <laughs> good. All right, Dee. Do you have any other thoughts on uh, the Green Knight? I think a movie we'll be talking about for a long time to come, and and probably will even have more hot takes and opinions on as as our you know our minds gestate on it. I know. I want to see it again. I definitely do. I think I'm gonna yeah, try to see, see it again later too. this week or something. Maybe that sounds good. Yeah. 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 We uh we didn't see the after credit scene because we didn't know there was yeah. one, so we got to <laughs> see uh, it that. It was very cold in the theater, and I drank a giant coke, and I needed to pee, so I did not wait so here until are. the very end <laughs> of the credits. I only watched some of the credits, so uh, I have yeah. learned my lesson. I will stay. <laughs> all credits now. They just need to. It just should be all movies have after credit scenes. Yeah, it's hard to know. And then just waiting just in case when there isn't, I'm like, nah. Or none of them. Yeah. Ah. True. Ah. All right, Dee. Well, thank you so much for joining me, for me on this very special hot take, of course. Glad to have you. Always a good time <laughs> doing doing a hot take with Dee. Uh, this isn't the only podcast we do on storiesgreenbeacon.com. Storiesgreenbeacon.com is a host of many podcasts, articles, and reviews. You can head over to our website, engage with our content. You also find showtimes for our movie theater located in Beacon, New York. You can also sign up for a members-only service. For $5 a month, you can get access to even more exclusive content, where we have podcasts about uh, Tony Collette. Weird stuff. Just that. <laughs> Just Tony Collette. 
You can you could just listen to the whole show exclusively about Tony yeah. Collette. How could you make so many hours on such a thing? Well, There's a lot. Bernadette and, and Burge are gonna tell yeah. you. <laughs> so that's a really good that's a really good show that they do. Uh, Mike and I are doing a podcast on video game adaptations. So we have to watch a lot of really not great movies. I've been watching the Warcraft movie today, oh. and I fell asleep in my computer chair because it fucking sucks so bad. <laughs> Mike um, said he wants so I have to, to finish watch that. The Witcher, which I have seen already, but I'm looking forward to watching it good. again. So. The Witcher is yeah. good. The Witcher is like is like the Hercules show, but no. I'm into it. <laughs> it's good. And also Henry Cavill. Ooh, a snack. Ooh, spicy. A snack. Give it to me. Um, uh, so yeah, we got that show. We also have a series that we wrapped up that's all about John Carpenter. So there's a lot of really cool stuff on our members only page. And you can listen to that for just five easy bones. It's a steal. That's it. That's all it costs you. It's a steal. Well, we'll be back with more hot takes on the movies that we see that are new and that we tell you about. Until next time, D, thank you again. Thanks for having me. And thank you, listeners, for listening. We'll be back with more hot takes very soon. Bye.